こんばんは。こんばんは。ハンバーグハウス is a terrace house recap podcast with four girls and one boy. They watch each episode in their own beautiful houses with their own beautiful automobiles. They observe the lives of the house members and discuss their thoughts and feelings. There is no script at all. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Humbagu House. This is our second episode. We're ready to talk about our favorite boys and girls in the city.、Uh, this episode is called Three Crushes. Who are the three crushes? I would say they got to be the girls, right? Yes. And who's crushing on them? Oh my gosh. Who isn't crushing on who? Well, These guys yeah, have like, hit the ground running. Did, okay, so Makoto said. Wait, did he say he liked anybody? I don't know. He's the、so. only one. He's still holding back. And I think he said something about like their silhouettes are starting to show oh, or something. Oh, oh. Okay, no, he does say something about, you know, Baloo.、Um, and then Uchi talks about who he likes. Yuki didn't yet, did he? No. I feel like Uchi came in with a plan. He's like, I, am, I have three choices. I'm going to get a girlfriend out of this. And that's the way it's going to go, which is, is the way it went. But it's just、I'm、funny. Like, he's, it's like these are the only three women in the world, and he's choosing one of them.、Where、these、Makoto、are the three like, women I have a chance with. Yes. One of them <laughs> will be my, my wife. This is my chance. Yeah. Where Makoto's like, I don't know, whatever. I'm a dude, and I get lots of ladies. So I think it only makes sense that three crushes might, must refer to the girls liking the same guy, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Because they all like,、uh, they all like、uh, the baseball player, Mako chan. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's. Go figure. Right. They love his shaved legs. Yeah. I will say, when I first watched this, I liked him the most, too. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. I hooked、yeah. him up with someone, and that would be a great couple. Like, it, like, he was definitely. I was all aboard the Mako chan train when I,、yeah. when I watched this. Now, of course, as the episodes go on, that changes, but at this point. I,、yes. I myself personally had three separate crushes on him. So <laughs> there you go. Well, and even the commentators, like in the beginning, they, you know, they reintroduced the cast. And, and then when they were talking about Makoto, they were like, well, he seems popular among the girls. And I wonder where they're getting that information from because I don't think we really saw that yet. And then. And then,、uh, and then Namasoto even was all like, he seems to be a, a mighty man with a tender heart, which I just think is really funny. For, was he saying that ironically? I don't know. I know that's a very、uh, intense <laughs> sentence. Usually he doesn't really, you know, Yamasato doesn't really say anything like that. But yeah, except for everybody was falling hard for, for Makoto in the beginning. I have to say, I wasn't, I couldn't really read Makoto the first time around. And the sec- this time around, I'm like, Whatever, dude. I don't know. I just couldn't get a read on him. Whereas, like, you know, I kind of like the other guys more. They seem more genuine, and I feel like Makoto is just kind of full of himself. Yeah, but in comparison, I feel like early on, like, Yuki's just a little too, I mean, just personally, he's just a little too not my type. And then Yuchi、yeah. is just, everything he says is just awkward and, and I don't know, pisses me off. Like, I, I, I mean, we could, we could say some of the things, we'll get into some of the things he said, but it's like, oh my God.、Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's hard though. I don't, yeah, they're all, they all have that. 
issues. So the soul of this episode, I think, was really the whole pool scene, perhaps, mm -hmm. and the conversation uh, leading <laughs> leading up to that. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of buildup before we get to jump into this pool. Like, there's so much. There's, like, in the morning or the day before, they discuss, like, oh, you have the day off. Well, we'll go in the pool. And then, like, they have the meal before the pool. And then they, like, clean up and the girls can get ready for the pool. Like, there is so much... Oh, and they're blowing up. They're blowing cool. up the uh, the 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 um float floaties. <laughs> yeah, floaty. Like it's very, very like formal. I just think it's funny. Yeah, and which then is the conversation. Uh, <laughs> right, and there was a little uh, when they're make, blowing up the uh, thing. Uh, before we even get to the awkward conversation, they're blowing up the thing, and again, that was like a topic of discussion, right? Like, well, first. Um, you know, Tap has to call out. He's like, Mako-chan, give me a hand. Although it was translated, can I use my hand? <laughs> Which I don't know if that was like a weird typo or that's just a direct translation of like how that phrase goes in Japanese. That like, makes no sense. You're my hand. Like I need, I need, come here, come here, hand, help me out. Like I could kind of see how that might make sense. Like idiomatically, can I use my hand? Um, but it again, really should it's be, can I use your hand? I feel like that's... A or I could use a hand. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yours specifically. Yeah. But he's possessing the hand. He's saying, like, Mako-chan, I am taking possession of your hand <laughs> temporarily. Can I use my hand? Like, like that's kind of the... Bad, that's way overthinking Let's it. Let's chalk I think it up just to uh, a messed up right. subtitle. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think they put I mean, my instead of your... <laughs> But well, otherwise, I mean, I you're just gonna get uh, that's what she said out of it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a whole other. Yeah. So then the girls talk about it. Oh, I can hear them blowing up the thing. It's so loud. And this is when watching this, I'm like, okay, this really is like a reality show about nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, like it was billed. I'm getting what I came for. I'm very happy. It, like yeah. The amount of time given to just blowing up this uh, pool inner tube <laughs> is is perfect. It's great. It's great. I loved every second. Like the way he's holding it up while he's blowing it. Like it's not a two person job. It's just great. I don't know. Should we talk about the conversation? Yeah, I think Audrey. I think you should lead us into. Um, we'll start building the sexual tension that uh, gets built in the episode with um makoto and and yuki in the kitchen well so yeah so they're in the kitchen and they're cleaning up after this meal and they're like yes the women can go off and get ready um and that's when tap goes so you know are you curious and motions in the general direction of the chest <laughs> Like and, you can't uh, even say it they're both so awkward they're like yeah, having like this conversation but it's like, they've never had a sort of conversation like this before. Like and it's kind of like, anyone. do you like tits? And Makoto's like, well, I like asses more than tits. Like, I can't even imagine what this would sound like in English. But <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess guys have this. I mean, I don't know, Brad, do guys have this kind of conversation all the time? Or is this kind of like your fifth grade conversation going on here? I wouldn't say guys have this kind of conversation all the time. I would say they definitely this kind of know. conversation definitely is had 
Now, granted, because we have the the Japanese element and the translation where things become maybe more formal and weird, it does put it through a bizarre prism of extra awkwardness. You could maybe just chalk it up to them still being nervous around each other and also nervous around the cameras and wanting to put on like a good manly face and, you know. So. Well, plus it's also so Tap makes the the gesture, the curved gesture around his chest. Like, are you curious about? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and but Lakoto's more just kind of like okay with it. He's like, what you mean, tits? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I like asses, you know, especially perky ones. I mean, he well, well, thought about I it. will <laughs> say that is where the conversation becomes strange because I would say yes. Like guys, especially like younger guys, you know, might have a conversation, you know, might where it's like, oh, like, uh, yeah, I'm into asses more than, than tits or something. But then to say, well, what kind of ass? Like, I don't even know how you would answer that. Like, a perky ass, apparently. What would be the alternative to perky ass? I mean, like, a other than big ass. or small. Droopy. Yeah, that's droopy ass. Right. I mean, unless you're on, I don't know, like, unless you're going to the... I junk in my trunk. Yeah, I guess. And anyway, anyway, so this goes on to them concocting this plan that when they see the girls, Makoto's going to say the color of the bathing suit that the girl he likes is wearing. And that is the plan. And then, and and Tap is going to totally play it cool and be like... He's like, huh, 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 cool. huh. Well, no, Tap's plans. See, Tap had a better plan because he was like, okay, we'll go by the color. So, because they don't even know what colors they'll have yet. So, right. so it's kind of like, well, if you, so if you like a blue bathing suit, the girl in the blue bathing suit, you could say cool. Like, cool would be to- code for blue. And again, Makoto is just like, no, dude, I'll just say blue. <laughs> Oh, is that what he meant? I thought that's okay. how I interpreted that. Yeah, okay. he's like, and and but again, it doesn't work. It's just very strange because the girls come out and they're just like blue, blue. I like blue, blue. And it's like, I mean, okay, like we and the I girls guess, are kind of like very uh, subtle. Okay. <laughs> I also like to like. I feel like going back to modesty too. Like I noticed this time, Yuriko didn't take her bottoms off, and I feel like Minori almost decided not to. Like you know, it's like even though I'm wearing this two piece, should I actually take my shorts off? I don't know. Is that like crossing a line? Mm-hmm. Well, she even kind of went behind one of the poles to when she was taking the shorts off. As if there's like kind of a, a more of a modesty surrounding of taking the clothes off versus just being present in the bathing suit. Interesting. I don't know. But good thing the dudes yelled out like, boo, to make them feel better about it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. and they're both like, I feel like Minori and Yuriko are like, uh, okay, <laughs> great. Uh, okay. Well, I think every, every, it seems that as though now maybe more than than the first impression was that every time they have conversations it seems a little awkward except for mizuki who seems to be just cool in every conversation pretty much yeah well she has that you know 90s post trendy vibe going on right. as we've learned <laughs> what does that mean to you brad 
Well, so at first, <laughs> you know, we definitely haven't discussed this beforehand. <laughs> you know, but this post trendy vibe, you know, again, it's it's partly inscrutable Japanese curiosity, right? Uh, to Kui, the commentator is like, oh, you know, after uh, so so later in the episode, you know, Mizuki and Mako-chan kind of have a conversation one on one. It's one of these things where everyone's like, oh, I'm going to bed, and they leave the two of them there, and they have a conversation about baseball, and because she used to be an assistant on a baseball team, and Mako-chan's obviously a baseball player, and Tokui's talking about how he really likes the. Uh, he really liked the vibe going on there, and he calls it the post-trendy vibe from the late '90s. So specific. Which I granted, I can't really say what that was in 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 Japan. I don't know. Though later, because I think you know the other commentators are kind of clueless too. Because like Yama Sa- Yamasato is kind of like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's like the '90s, and he's like, yeah, you know, where the women were a little bit tougher. And when I hear that, I'm like, oh, this makes sense to me. I guess it's just the phrase post-trendy. What does post-trendy mean? It's like there was a trend, and now this is post Like, I don't know. It, it it confuses me, just that phrase alone. If you just said the late 90s vibe where, you know, women were portrayed as tougher, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, I get that. And Xena, you know, okay. I, yeah. I think. It's like post-trendy, so it wasn't actually trendy. It was like... right. Well, the same way you can have postmodern, right? In, you know, in in English, like it doesn't necessarily make any sense. How can you be postmodern, right? But there was a trendy time, and there was obviously put that in. You know, it was a stake in the ground. In the early '90s, things were very trendy, which probably means something like you know they, uh, you know, it was kind of like maybe like a ultra neon colored hipster type vibe and then the 90s everyone was like no we're just gonna be like normal people i'm gonna wear a polo shirt and it's like you know and the same thing kind of happened in america i remember like beavis and butthead talking about like you know it was the band helmet and they're like you know these guys are cool because like they're in a music video but they just look like normal guys you know they're just like wearing like jeans and a t-shirt and yeah. had like normal haircuts they and didn't look like metallica or rat or anything in my mind it evokes like reality bites or um singles nirvana or something like that reality bites singles that moment in time but maybe that moment in time was kind of the same in japan where like but it was different where there was like women were more like direct or something i don't know because the whole conversation is makoto like do you really know anything about baseball and mizuki's like yeah i do here's the things i know and he's like whoa you actually know about baseball so like her just being direct is somehow her being slightly aggressive well i think you know i mizuki without a doubt is my favorite yes of these these original people maybe she's high on the list for a favorite over the whole series she's an angel on earth and i think (laughs) and part of that even when i first started watching i attributed to like she I realized, like, you know, she seemed more just relatable. Like, she seemed more American, if that makes any sense. Or at least her behavior and actions and reactions were more understandable to me than certainly, like, Eureka, which, you know, we discussed last week, which is just kind of like the, you know, 
uh, kind of, I don't know, little porcelain doll she stereotype. She just has like a deer in the headlights uh, reaction to most Who things. Also, she's more casual. cadavers. <laughs> she's not so formal. Yeah. But I think well, she I is mean, really formal. Yeah, I think Yuri seems like she's always like really like holding something back. Like she always kind of asks questions about things, but doesn't actually share anything. But at this stage, I, I kind of like felt, I mean, Minori comes off as really laid back and, and interesting. And, uh, and so I, um, you know, I was really kind of more leaning towards her, whereas Mizuki was still kind of like, she is a little bit reserved too, while seemingly much more mature about things. Yes. I also think Yuriko this time, like these are like foreshadowing things I think we see. And I didn't catch the first time, like she's out of her relationship only a month so I wonder when she agreed to be on the show, would she have still been in a relationship or whatever? But like, I feel like that's also part of her like super weirdness with like getting into relationships and all that sort of stuff. Like she's definitely not over her boyfriend as we obviously see, but I feel like there's something to that in the way she's kind of reacting to everyone as well, because I feel like she didn't expect, sorry, to get broken up and go on the show. That's a good point. I didn't think of that, that she might have still been in the relationship when she agreed to go on the show. That's probably true. The producers made her boyfriend break up with her. And and, and then you, you know, forced because... her in the terrace house. That has to be the reason. All right. So um, uh, remind me, does everybody actually get into the pool? Is everyone in there? All six people? No. 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 Uchi and Mizuki, who actually have real jobs and work for a living, are not there because they're at work. (laughs) (laughs) Uchi is at Blast in Daikon Yama, and Mizuki is at Euro Plus International. Football is life. Wow. Which I tried to look up because they have a website, and it does seem like they're maybe, if anyone knows, but it seems like they're the Japan... Soccer league, maybe? I don't know. Looks like it to me. I'm on their website right now. Yeah, that's just kind of... Because it seems like there's a lot of teams and a lot of different things going on. I don't know. That's just my... We can read it in English. You can can change it to English. It took a long time for it to load, so then I gave up. There is a video out there of Mizuki, like giving some kind of like spiel like it's a commercial or something with a football with with a soccer ball and she kicks the soccer ball at the end and this was filmed before Tara's house it's out there on youtube yes i've watched that because you sent me that link i just also think it's weird if like this is the soccer association or football whatever that she also works at the owner's weird coffee shop twice a week i just think well i mean they showed the sign that said, you know, uh, e- like a little placard on the on the wall, like they zoomed in on it, Euro Plus International. But, I mean, she can't work. Like, they're just in that little office with, like, three people crammed on a desk or whatever. Like, it can't be this whole league is what she works for. And the guy she works for owns this and a coffee shop. Like, it must be, like, just a team or... I think she works Agency on the marketing team. I think she works on the marketing team. That's yeah, it seemed like marketing, like she had to put out a proposal for having the players show up at an event to get more um, reach on it. So, I mean, that's all marketing 
Sure. Marketing. But again, the marketing team for an entire football league is not like three people. It could be. In a room like that. That also do baristing on the side. No, but like, that's the other thing like, the owner does. They well, she could also be a contractor. Team. Yeah, they could also be a contractor for some events, like like Lara is saying. Right, like the guy, just the guy that owns the coffee shop does not own. She said the, the owner, entire Japanese soccer league or whatever. She said the owner of where she works is also has multiple businesses. One of them being a coffee shop. Yeah. I'm just, and of course, this is literally the only time we see Mizuki in the office. So I believe that is true. Eat it up. We see her in the coffee shop <laughs> in a later episode, but that's it. I want more of their lives and their work. <laughs> well, they do no, show. So, so, oh, sorry, Brad. Go ahead. Go on. No, I was just gonna. I I forgot what I was even gonna say. Now, never mind. Go uh, on. Well, they do. Well, I thought it was interesting. They did actually show most of the people at work in this episode, at least. A bit, you know, so we see Uchi at Blast, we see Mizuki at the office, we see, well, they show Yuri studying with very dramatic synth music. And and then Tap, who is like adorably instructing this children's class. I kind of love that part. That's the only time I really liked him. (laughs) Yeah, we like never see that again. I also like, I think he's wearing a Sammy Davis Jr. shirt while... Tapping, which is pretty great. So, <laughs> and swim really trucks funny. apparently. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's how everyone. Okay. <laughs> and it's also revealed while he's teaching the cute children how to tap that he has won the Japan Tap Battle 2011. Where I did a little digging to see what is this tap battle, and I found a video from 2014. And it's basically like a rap battle, but instead of rapping, they're tapping. We'll put that in our show notes because I think that's worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, They're aggressively like tapping at each other back and forth, trying to one up each other. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily aggressive, but it's like, you know, you, you have to tap the emotions that you're feeling. So maybe it's not just aggression. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know a lot about tap, but I feel like a lot of it is a call and response type of dance. So it it doesn't seem that strange to me that they're like, yeah, and the other guy's like, like I the feel like that's like, just, I feel like that's just what tap is. is. <laughs> it's kind of related to jazz and that improv thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then of course the commentators go on a riff about him like talking like he's tapping. Some chipper, chipper tap talk or something. And they yeah, just well, he go was so excited. He was so excited about the blue bathing suit that people could tell, oh, you're tapping. <laughs> Something's different today. <laughs> well, her body was really spectacular. Oh. As, I... as you points out, oh, yes. Body. Her body. You know, I feel like I underestimated you in the beginning of these episodes, and I just love her so much. Now, like, I feel like I didn't notice her comments in the beginning, but this time around, I'm, like, all about you. I love her. she's always... She's... I just love her. Is she a comedian? I mean, is she, like, a... 
She's, is she a stand-up comedian or is she I a know actress? Nothing, but she seems not. to me like a talk show host. I feel like she feels like that. She is. So uh, yeah, this tell is. Me who she really is. I don't have the whole story loaded up in my brain, but I mean, I think she's in essence mostly just a professional commentator. Mm-hmm. Um, she does. So there was actually a very popular Japanese movie from a while back, like sometime like over 10 years ago that she was in. Um, that she had a... I, I'm not sure. I have the impression that it was a small but pivotal role. It was actually a movie about... It was based on a true story about these like neglected kids... Like, there was, like, uh, this family of kids who, in essence, had no parents. Their parents were just, like, I don't know, I think, like, deadbeats or something. And uh, they ended up just kind of living alone. But going through the motions, like, going to school, coming home, taking care of everything, even though they were, like, young children. And then one day they realized, hey, there's no, like there's been no parents in this house for like a year or whatever. It's just been kids on their own. Um, but she played the mother who goes missing, who like goes to like, you know, do whatever and just decides like, yeah, screw this. So like, I've seen like screenshots of that and the trailer for it online, which I think you can like kind of see her like a little, they never show it like close up. It's like, Oh, here they all are around the table and you is there. But anyway, but she seems to be more uh, like a um, because, again, a lot of these people are just like kind of like I I don't think we have that type of uh, like prototype for a celebrity in this country. But in essence, yeah, she just like appears on TV shows. Yeah. Well, whatever. Same thing with Trendle and actually a lot of these people. It's kind of like, it, I mean, the only equivalent that I could think of is Tosh, Tosh.0. But, I mean, he's uh, he's kind of just, um, I think he would only be comfortable talking about, you know, clips from YouTube and, right. like, Maury Povich and stuff. So Or it's like the way, like, in, in Hollywood squares. Right, you right. You have, like, mm-hmm. celebrities that were in there that one day did something. Yeah. And some of them small. Like, oh, they were once in some sitcom that time has forgotten. But now they're, so like, the, now they're the, like, upper left square. Yes. Oh, Hollywood Squares used to be my life. I loved oh it. Oh, my God. I so loved it. Much. I was so excited by it. They just seem to have a much richer Hollywood Squares culture. Or at least that's what it seems Hollywood like from squares the outside. <laughs> And the last thing I'll say about you is that she spells her name Y-O-U. Right. Like the English word you. Right. Which I think she just does to be like cute or something. I'm again, I'm not sure. So here's a question. It's the Japanese sound you, but she writes it like when when she it's transliterated, she spells it with the English characters Y-O-U. Wow. That's interesting. Because I was gonna say when Takui was going on about you know, they were talking about Eureka, and he's like, well, my mom always told me to beware of women with you in their name. And I was wondering if he was doing, like, kind of a double thing of talking to you about it and also, you know, kind of talking about 
Eriko at the same time. Mm, but I, I guess not because U is spelled Y-O-U, so he didn't even think oh. of that. Well, no. Yeah, he was definitely talking about Eriko at the time. I know, right. but he's talking to but, you who well, are he also the same talks, sound, but probably not. But he also talks about the type of U, so it's all weird. Not all U's, just the U's that do the U like in a certain way. Oh my god! So this must be one of the Japanese curiosities that are inscrutable, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Add this to the list. Yeah, right. inscrutable Japanese curiosities section. Yeah. What? What in the world? <laughs> Something tells me things will be tricky with her. Is was the curious? And you know quote. what? He's right. He's right. Yep. Should we talk about some of the food that they ate during this episode? There was some good food. They ate Frosted Flakes. That And I don't know if you noticed, I don't know why, but they did like a super close-up on those Frosted Flakes. <laughs> and it was like, look at this beautiful food. <laughs> I'm just like, it's Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Didn't and then did always we not saying, have a conversation about like is that like typical for Japanese to eat cereal or is that you know I, feel I don't like know we'll I never guess. see cereal again I mean no. I was surprised by that too well, at one point somebody you know somebody later on eats a salad for breakfast and I'm like whoa <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah I guess too because we you know I feel like U S breakfast is so sweet based i mean i guess you have savory stuff like bacon and eggs and stuff but you also there are so many sweet foods as well that you know i feel like there actually are more savory options in japan i don't know like so when i saw the frosted flakes i was like oh don't eat those they're so gross (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean they're delicious i don't know that's not true i mean i don't know whatever but like then they have this like Whatever, we're just having a casual meal of like rice and raw fish that looked like incredible for lunch. Yeah, everything is always displayed in the most beautiful small bowls and arranged across the middle of the table. And and then like Makoto's like chowing down on it and then eating taps as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and talking while eating, which I guess is another I cultural see- thing that is just oh, it's gross. I don't see anyone really. else do that. I feel like he's, ugh. Such a dude. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of that. Oh, that's oh true. yeah. The right. girls are very uh, quick to hold their hand up when they're eating or saying something, say something that rude. might be. Yeah. But it's weird. It's like they can talk while they eat as much as they want, as long as they just cover their mouths while they do it. Right. It's like just a very different cultural norm. Well, well we'll and- talk about this later on when we see it, because I don't think we saw it in this episode, but I, I definitely catch them like especially in my mind i see the women doing this like putting tremendous amounts of food in <laughs> yes. like at once yeah 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 like yeah. huge mounding giant spoonfuls <laughs> at once that's and how then, i always eat what are you talking about i mean is that like a is that like a chopstick thing like it's like probably um like shoving it all in, just like- get as much as you can in because these chopsticks you know I mean, I'm just saying that because I'm not good at chopsticks. Well, the thing that I'm even picturing is with with a spoon. Mm. But you bring your bowl to your face so you can use your chopsticks to get it all in. Like, that makes perfect sense. Well, like I said, I inhale my food. So maybe it's just a... Look, I I know I wasn't going to see a video of me eating, so... Yeah. 
Though I just really, I love though the thing which we haven't really seen yet. Would like, like I feel like again, I'm talking about you all the time, but she does it like especially like when it's like you're saying rude stuff and you could just get away with it if you cover your mouth. It's yeah. like, oh, I really like her, but I really don't as I cover my face. <laughs> like it's like okay, it's totally fine. Well, I when they were dishing out all that, you know, all that criticism. Babachan is rolling with laughter. I mean, she didn't, I don't even think she made any particular comments, but I just love how like so incredibly boisterous she is. Yes. She adds so much without saying anything. Like her presence (laughs) is so strong, but also too, like I just loved still talking about food. And then with Babachan, like when Takui was so impressed with Mizuki's meal, he's like, Oh, that was amazing. Oh, Oh, and then, you and Baba Chan are like, well, you know, that's really easy. Tinfoil is, is that just so like she easy. puts a like a like a packet of food together and like steams it, or I mean, is that just? Yeah, it's like you put stuff in tinfoil and then you wrap it up and then you cook it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I mean that's not a big deal at all. Yeah, well, Takui was super impressed, <laughs> and they were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, and he's like, well, what's an extravagant dish? And she's she was like, like quiche. <laughs> Even even quiche is not that extravagant. Right, I know. I was just like, maybe because it's an American like dish that that seems like an awkward thing to have to make. But I thought quiche is pretty much like dump everything in a pretty much an egg suspension. Yeah, and just bake it. Well, if you call it an egg suspension, then it sounds <laughs> doesn't that sound delicious? <laughs> Who just made you an egg suspension? Mm, delicious egg suspension. <laughs> and then also i mean are we still like i was just going to talk about the commentators and how like takui and yamasoto just went off and everyone else just making fun of poor uchi's voice i don't get Um, that at all i mean yeah i don't i don't hear it either but i yeah i don't know i mean they can't they can barely like hold it together (laughs) (laughs) and i can't tell if that's like are they like being you know, are they being like sarcastic? Like it's, I can't tell. Or are they really, really picking on him because he apparently has a higher voice? I don't, that I can't perceive at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I genuinely, this is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know, you know, because like Yamasoto loves to make fun of people, you know, like that's clearly his role. And I feel like on the shows that he's on, he plays like the, you know, taunting guy but like everyone seems to be so deeply laughing about it that they must think his voice is high i thought they were pretty much making fun of him yeah yeah like i don't think there's i don't think like gamasoto was just like taunting for taunting sake as he does a lot like i really genuinely think they think his voice is like hilariously high Well, okay, and this is a total aside. So I started thinking, like, what what does the high voice sound like? And then I was thinking, you know, Mochizuki, you know, the boy commentator, yeah, kind of has a very gentle voice. And then he doesn't say anything for any of the episodes afterwards. And I oh, wonder no. if he developed a complex oh, no. of it. <laughs> well, maybe they could give him a break because of his youth. <laughs> oh, his youth. <laughs> Oh, man, what else? Well, let's talk about Uchi's uh, game plan here. Because b- pretty much the first episode ended with him saying, like, I'm just going to go on a date with all three of these girls. And um, 
So where, you know, where is he at at this point in the episode? Last episode, he said he liked Mizuki the most. Right. And this episode, um, he likes Yuriko the most. Right. He said she was going up. Um, boop, 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 in in his and, and Makoto's romantic laundry room conversation. Yeah. The, as Toki, uh, to, Tokui? Yeah. Says that that's then, the most romantic laundry room ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lady. Like, so much laundry room action. <laughs> And non-action. Though I really think there were, like, some moments between Uchi and Minori that I was, right. like, I totally saw well, it. Like, they were genuinely, like, talking with each other. You know, it was cute. Except that it. everything out of his voice was such, like, I don't know, made me want to punch him in the face. Like, this whole thing about, like, him pushing this. Girls often have this, you know, issue of being too modest. Like, why can't you just say you're good at cooking when you're obviously good at cooking? Why can't you just uh, accept that when somebody compliments you for being cute that you're cute and don't make like this big fuss about it? And it's like, okay. yeah, the, I feel like I feel like he doesn't talk to any girls ever. But like that doesn't make any sense because he's a hairstylist. He just doesn't right. seem like comfortable around the like, ladies. Your like, job at is all. having a conversation with your client. Right. I don't know. Like, I guess he's just trying to maybe he's just. Or is maybe he trying he's trying honest, to say, or is he trying to be coy? Like, is he actually asking, or is he like, like he's? I think he's trying to say, like, what's about this false modesty? But I think they all have a false modesty. Like, yeah. Tap is all like, yeah, no big deal. But I won. Like, like you, I feel like Uchi is questioning deep rooted parts of Japanese culture that he's a part of, and also does too. Like, I don't know, like, what he's trying to get at because you're right, like. That they all do that all the time. I don't know. I don't know, Uchi. He's a tor- he's a tortured soul. <laughs> he's just very uh, immature. Um, yes. Like, you know, as they all are. They're they're really not good at talking to uh, the opposite sex. They have like very little game. So yeah, even Makoto, who I feel has the most game, has like no game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's the second episode, so how much time have they really spent with each other? Well, apparently less than a week, so... Yeah, that's really that's not true. that much. I, yeah, we I think, like, the social awkwardness is hard to translate to, like, that, you know, whatever's being translated, it's hard to know, like... I mean, obviously, if anyone was taping people in a house together three days in everyone's going to be super awkward but it's like you're forced to like fill the air with talking so but like i i feel like that awkwardness always kind of stays too so (laughs) i don't know well a couple other things about uchi i mean so yuri says well she gets this impression that he's you know really comfortable with women which is you know, from what we know, kind of laughable. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, the commentators all just being like, well, he's obviously super attractive and that makes him automatically, you know, five steps above everybody else because, you know, everything comes easy to attractive people. But then you is the one who actually comes out and says, he looks like he works hard, which is very attractive. So again, you is the most kind of perceptive view of 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 one of the you know cast members there yeah she knows what's up 
Yeah. Everybody else is still like kind of going on assumptions, but we know better. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else? I mean, do we want to, um, do we, do we want to hang with the commentators for a little bit and I guess we've kind of talked about everything we had planned to talk about with them. Except for we did not mention that Mokazuki, is that how you say his name? Mo- Mo- Chikazuki is the youth, whatever, is wearing a bow tie. <laughs> right. His fashion. He's I feel wearing like a he, hardcore bow tie. Like his yeah. fashion is episodes very ridiculous he's in. to me. Yeah, like I assume he is styled. Like there's a team that's like, you're going to wear this. Sure. Because I feel like he is very fashion forward. But that's just me. I don't know. But so like Yamasato also has this like quirky style. In the beginning, I feel like he's pretty normal, but it gets quirkier as the season goes on. I just, I don't know, maybe it's because he's more sure of himself and like he, he can pull it off like. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think he does wear a bow tie at some point too. Well, yeah. I mean, but he's like an adult. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's just a quirky person. Like, I feel like he's super toning it down for this show. Like the pictures that Brad sent me of his past are like, (laughs) (laughs) he's just crazy dressed. So I feel like where I feel like the youth, it's like, wow, you're wearing like, (laughs) you're just bringing it. He's wearing like shirts that are like asymmetrical and like what? It's just, I, I can't imagine like Eddie. And maybe he's dressing that way. Then that would be awesome. But like, I feel like, you know, like I just picture a teenager here dressing and most of them are just so basic. So I don't I think know. his bow tie kind of makes him like look like, you know, how like people dress up their toddlers in little sailor outfits for pictures. <laughs> right. Like he's just yeah. adorably dressed in kind so of this cute. precious way. Yeah. <laughs> he's so adorable. <laughs> so fresh faced. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Is that it? Also, that Minori, I, her style is so, I can't get a hold on it. Because, like, some days she'll just be wearing, like, this black with, a, like, a striped shirt. Like, it's always, always very stylish. But then, and then she'll just come out with, like, some crazy fringe vest. Like, it just, or jacket, you know? Like, she's, like, all over the place. So today she's just wearing... Her shirt has, like, basically an iron-on of, like, a photo of a sketch pad, like, an actual sketch pad cover. That is just a cover of a sketch pad here. It's, like, a Canson brand or something that's just scanned and put onto a shirt. And it's just a square. It's so crazy. Like, the... (laughs) It's that, that's so crazy to me that that's a shirt. Like I could take a sketch pad in my room and scan it and make a shirt out of it. Like what? I don't know. I just like her. Her fashion sense keeps me on my toes. That's all I'm saying. Like she's either in like sweatpants, something really simple, or like just crazy. I don't know. I'm gonna have well, to I do pay have more to say attention it. because I, I, well, to me, I just feel like everybody's always in pajamas. But I don't <laughs> know. I just. Like- that's what I'm seeing in my mind when I think of everybody on the show, especially the girls. It's like they're just hanging out at home with their pajama pants and a T-shirt on. But uh, but I also think it's like in the evening, like when they ate dinner, it was like midnight. So yeah. I feel like in the day they have like they definitely put on their their comfy clothes in the evening. <laughs> a lot of this show takes place at midnight. Yeah. yeah, it's so late. It's weird. And not even like just, oh, we're at home. It's midnight. Like sometimes it's like 
hey, we're going out to a restaurant. It's midnight. Here I am talking with, you know, a person outside of the house and there's some kind of thing happening. But the little, like, thing in the corner says it's it's, it's midnight. midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have to say that, you know, the of the times that I visited Hong Kong, it seemed like the workday was much longer than American workdays are. And that 11 o'clock at night is really when people in that age group go out and shop, even shop and eat oh, wow. and, and everything. So it's, I mean, I, th- I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the work culture is in Japan, but it, I mean, it was just explained to me that their, their culture is really competitive and that they just stay really late to work. Now, now these people aren't all working in offices and stuff, so I'm not really sure how that works out. But I just I mean, attributed it to their age. More. Yeah. I think it's age, but I agree to it's like age and being in a city. Yeah. You know, like when we were in New York, eating dinner at 10 or 11 was completely normal. And like restaurants stay open much later. And then here, it's like everything closes at nine or 10 and we still get annoyed, you know? So I, I, it's just like, but it, I do understand why they're maybe wearing comfy clothes at home when it's like midnight, <laughs> but, but it is. Yeah. But I, but I did love that Bristol sketch pad <laughs> shirt. That was great. Great. All right. What else? Anything? Well, and her Instagram is really, I mean, it's chock full it's of, great. you know, fashion and and casual stuff but nothing as casual as, as what she wears at terrace house for sure yeah i feel like it's like i'm home i'm gonna put on my i like to call them my comfort rags <laughs> well actually i did show up to work today randomly because i was in the area and had to have like a, a meeting um a conference meeting and i was wearing sweatpants and i was kind of mildly horrified so <laughs> so yeah i was in my uh my rags in public my comfort (laughs) rags i wear rags out in public a lot i have to i have to check myself like because i work part-time it's like oh wait i'm going to work today i can't wear yoga pants like i have to you know think about what i'm putting on and so that's it's, it's not totally that's relevant. not a proud that's I'm not proud of that but that's where I am right now so it's okay. but it's totally relevant because I got my sweatpants at um Uniqlo <laughs> <laughs> There you go all ties back yes. There you go It's relevant <laughs> <laughs> Okay wait I'm reviewing if there's anything else I don't think so. Yeah, I think we got it. No, I think we can uh, wrap it up here, close it out. Sounds good. All righty. So let's. So thanks everybody for listening. Yes, please. uh, Let's pimp some stuff, Brad. What can we say? Pimp it, Brad. Well, if you're listening to this, you can uh, check out our website at Hambagu House. Well, it's Hambagu dot House. H A M B A G U dot House. H O U S E, Ambagu.house. That's an actual web URL. Check out our website. Something cool will be there, maybe. At some point. And leave us a review on iTunes. We love to get the reviews on iTunes. That helps us out and helps other people discover the show. So 
If you've listened this far, you must kind of like the show, right? Want to help us out? Give us a review in iTunes. Yay! Thanks, Brad. All right, do your best, everybody. Gambate! Gambate!